0: Melanated Gentlemen Podcast. My name is Spencer. And as always, I'm one of your hosts. Uh, what a glorious day to be here. I'm joined today by the League of Melanated Gentlemen. Um, it is it is always a good day whenever I can get on the hot mic with these gentlemen. Um it's 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 just it's just a fun and a good time we are here for you we're here for you for entertainment and uh we hope you enjoy what we have to say
1: yep this is brandon and from a hood far
0: far away this is jordan oh but wait there's more Today, we have a guest joining us. A guest whose voice you have heard before if you are a regular listener. A guest that we love having on the show. Uh, And please, would you tell the people who you are? The Force is with you today. David (laughs) has arrived. And Black Black David. This is is not (laughs) Mr. Percival. It's Black David. Uh, Mr. Percival (laughs) is the other one. Uh, that we see. <laughs> he does not have the melanin in his skin as we do, but this David does. <laughs> um, we love you, David. Been... <laughs> We love you, Christopher. Christopher. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out to Mr. Percival for being an ambassador. uh We love yeah. him deeply. um If you have not heard David's voice before, uh, you can catch him on our Jeopardy! episode. You can also catch him on our first Star Wars episode (laughs) uh, when we reviewed Obi-Wan. But today, we will be reviewing yet another Star Wars item. So we had to bring in one of our Star Wars experts. We have several, um, but David is here for us today. So we will be reviewing uh, the latest in Star Wars Disney Plus streaming hotness Andor, uh, or was a whopping 12 episodes and so yeah. I'm sure that the fan the, the Star Wars fans who listen to us have been waiting for us to review this thing so as I am not a Star Wars expert I'm going to relinquish the floor uh, Brandon I believe has A little synopsis for you you know so that you are up to date as to what went on um before we get into that uh please run the spoiler warning listen to these words for they may determine your next course of action this is your official name brand league of melanated gentlemen spoiler warning We are issuing this spoiler warning not only for the piece of media or content that is in the title of this episode, but also for the world or the universe in which that piece of media or content exists. If you are not caught up, I would highly recommend you pause my voice, you catch yourself up, and then you join us once again. If you are all the way caught up and or if spoilers... Do not offend you. Please enjoy. You have been warned. And so, Brandon, I release the floor. All
2: right. First of all, I want to say I probably sound like King Viserys on his death deathbed right now. <laughs> but uh, I just want to say awesome. I, I apologize. That's
1: reference. <laughs> yeah.
2: If I, I cough or two, hey, it's all good. All right. So. Obviously, as Mister said, it's twelve episodes. This is a very layered show. This show had a story for everybody, every character. So I'm just going to hit the highlights. We'll we'll discuss the other stuff later. All right. So we start off with Andor. He's on this on this planet. You know, he's looking for he's looking for a sister. He goes to a brothel, but hearsay he heard you know maybe his sister's in there. And he, he as soon as he walks in, he started getting service. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't know, I he started getting <laughs> service, right? And so there's some cops in there, and they like, hold on, man. Like, we've been in here. Why, why is homie getting service before us, right? And so they get a little, they start hating on him. And uh, Andor doesn't really get much information from the brothel. People, so he's like, All right, I'm, I'm going to head out. So the police who are hating on him, they follow him. And then they follow him into a dark alley. They hold him up for ransom. A little, tussle, a little tussle happens, and a stray laser, you know, pops off. And unfortunately, one of the uh, police officers are killed. Now, uh, Andor gains uh, control of the gun, and uh, the other uh, officer, is a, I think he's a deputy commander, he uh, is like, hey, like, I know the other officer got killed. Hey, we'll, we'll make up for that. We'll come up with a story. Just let me live. Unfortunately... And or pops him, puts him on a T-shirt, and then he uh, heads out to Ferex. Uh, and then we have Cyril, who is a, a, just the ultimate, just like, uh, you, just, you just don't want to be around a person like Cyril. He's just annoying. He lives with his mom. It's just all the bad things. Uh, he gets wind of a commander being killed. And despite some resistance from his superior, he gets more info he puts out a bulletin uh, for anybody who has seen a mail from Kanari, basically describing Andor, he just doesn't have enough information yet to specifically say Andor. All right. And then uh, Andor heads up to, heads back to Ferrix hometown, hits up Bix. He's like, Bix, I got this NS9 StarPath unit. Uh, it's worth a lot of money. I'm trying to sell it for some credits. And so I can lay low since I just murdered a cop and trying to lay low. And Bix is like, ah, that's a little dangerous, but I will, you know, what I'll do is I'll hit up the, see if any, any buyers are out there and we'll see what happens. Fortunately, she finds a buyer, Luthan, and she gets a deal going and Luthen's headed to Ferris to meet him. And unfortunately um, she has a boyfriend named Tim who sees Cassian starts hating on Cassian and sees the bulletin and then alerts the ops that, you know, Andor is there. So then they head there. Cyril, with some backup, heads to Ferex to try to capture Andor. Then Luthan, uh, Luthan comes to, uh, (coughs) Luthan, (coughs) excuse me, Luthan then comes to Ferex, essentially saves Andor. Uh, and lets him know that, hey, I, yeah, I want the NS Starpath unit, but I also saw your skills and, you know, you killed those two officers. I'm actually here for you. Essentially, I want you to join something bigger. Don't you want to make the Empire pay uh, for the things they've done to you and your planet? And, unfortunately, Bix is captured throughout this whole melee. And uh, Andor goes with Luthen. Obviously, Luthen saves him. They get on the ship. They head out. Luthan tells him, hey, I have this plan about Aldani. And we're going to steal from the empire, you know, hit them where it hurts. And then, uh, then Andor gets with the group that's kind of helping out with the Aldani mission. The Aldani mission for those people, for that group is more of a rebellion. It's more of a, you know, a, not a religious experience, but more of like, you know, their political beliefs. Where Andor is just trying to get it back. He's just like, all right, I'm here for the money. That's it. They find out he's, he's here for just the bag. They're kind of upset about it, but they know he can help. So they end up pulling off the heist with the eye of Aldani, which is a pretty beautiful episode, actually. Um, and then, let's see here. Oh, news gets out about the, the Aldani mission, the heist, and Imper- the uh, Imperial, the Empire, starts to really clamp down. Pretty, pretty much mass incarceration. Hype, hype up! Any anything you do wrong, you're getting extra sentences for, it, right? If you do something real stupid, boom, we send you to jail for years and on years. So then, <clears throat> I don't know why, but Andor was just out here chilling. You know, you he, he just robbed the Empire, but he was just out here chilling. And one pissed off, uh, looked like I think it was a stormtrooper, I believe, who kind of caught him, thought he was talking back, and then they. For some reason, brought him in, apprehended him, and he was charged six years in prison just for just for being alive, just for being a person. Uh, and he was sent to Narquina 5. Narkina 5 is a planet. Uh, is that right, David? Is it a planet or is it just a prison area?
3: Uh, Narquina 5 is in reference to like a small moon outside of a planet that's used as a prison facility. It's got its own ocean and you that's see that. Right. So yeah.
2: Okay. Got it. That's right. That's right. Okay. So Narquina five, it actually looks, I mean, it's hard, it's bad to say a prison looks cool, but it looks cool. Um, And then, yeah. So obviously Andor sent to prison. Uh, he doesn't really know why, but once he's there, he starts to figure out that, um, You know, they're really putting them through hard manual labor. And they also realize that people that people aren't actually going to be released, that they're being sent to different levels, but they're not actually released on their uh, supposed release date. And so there's a rebellion. Obviously, there's some rebellion growing throughout the prison. Uh, Kino, who's kind of the leader of their level, starts to see it, but doesn't really want to you know, give an acknowledgement until one of his buddies dies. And he kind of figures out more, gets more information. Then he helps uh, Andor get more information. I think there's only 12 guards on the level. So then they can uh, hatch a plant. Then you Kino, once they start to break out, you Kino gives a, a legendary speech, One Way Out. I mean, that speech was top tier. Um, and he basically propels everyone to, you know, try to do whatever you can to, for your freedom. So they jump in the ocean. Half of them have no, <laughs> no way of living. But they jump in the ocean, uh, and they try to do their best. Of course, Andor, being the skilled person he is, somehow survives. Uh, back on Ferrix, unfortunately, Marva um, Andor's basic, basically mom, basically his mom, she dies unfortunately, and a funeral set. And the ISB sees that as a trap to kind of get Andor and other his other conspirators to come to Ferex and they can capture him. And that's kind of a way to draw him in. Andor is, is told about Marva's death and heads towards Ferex, uh, which he understands is under Imperial rule, which Marva warned him about earlier in the season. Uh, while Oh, yeah. So Cyril is also helping them find Andor, since he's obsessed with Andor and the crimes he committed. And while the while the funeral is going on, uh, ISB and Cyril are looking for Andor, but great B2 emo, great droid, shows a message from Marvel that she recorded before she passed. And essentially gives a speech that I don't know, David can maybe touch on later, but... It looked like that was kind of the thing that sparked the rebellion, potentially, Uh, like officially, officially, I'm not sure. But, yeah, she gives an inspiring speech. They fight off the Imperial and they didn't really give us a great look on who won. But I think the message was the fact that they fought back. They won, basically. Uh, At the end of the day, then Luthen came to Farrick's he knew Andor would show up for the funeral, he wanted to kill him because he didn't trust him. He wanted to cut out any loose ends, but he found out. He basically saw with that rebellion that the rebellion is bigger than just Andor. It's bigger than just a couple of key figures. Basically, the goal he was trying to set out to do essentially is already happening throughout the system. And so um, he then leaves Andor. Also, but Andor knows the Lutheran's is trying to kill him, so he meets him on his ship basically lets him know, hey, either kill me or let me join the cause. And then we obviously have a, I think we have a post credit scene where it shows the Death Star being created and what will eventually be the Death Star. So, yeah, Along with the way, that is your review for your synopsis,
1: Andor, season one. I guess we can uh, throw in some good old hand claps for Brandon, I guess, in there. Yeah. I would definitely say that... Uh, Brandon had me laughing at his retelling of, you know, what happened. He called some stormtroopers the ops and, you know. That's the ops, right. so,
3: they are yeah. definitely the ops, that's for sure. Oh, cool. and uh, the, it's the one that arrested him is technically a shore trooper, like the shore of a beach, shore trooper. Oh, gotcha. Um, they be getting so like in the Star Wars Encyclopedia, they be getting weird with these names, oddly specific based on where they're at. So then you got stormtroopers, for are basically the people that can't aim. Shock mm. troopers, death troopers, the one that arrested uh, Cassian, I think he went by Keef on that on that beach planet, whatever. Yeah, um, that was a shore trooper. Gotcha. They just stay by the beach and monitor all that shit. And gotcha. honestly, that was one of the most confusing scenes for me. Like I feel like that was a reach to get him to go to prison. Yeah. 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 I'm I know just like, be, I know they'd be tripping on things, but like the man is just walking. Yeah, <laughs> right. he
1: like he's like, I'm on vacation. And he's like, yeah, no, he just kept
3: pressing a literal me. tourist. <laughs>
1: yeah, he, like he just kept them, pressing
0: and he and he called in that, that, that robot. Yeah. That was well. so before we get into um, actually talking about andor. I have a couple of questions and I just want to cover these for the people who are not as familiar with these items. So firstly, timeline-wise, where are we?
3: We are post um episode three. We are prior to rogue one we are the in-between stages. So technically this would be right after maybe even a year, or two or three after Palpatine in episode three goes to the Senate and says, this is the Galactic Empire. I am the emperor. I'm about to run shit. That, that's exactly where we're at with that. Um, timeline wise, the Senate is still intact. Uh, and you notice that in and or that senators are still having meetings and parties like Senators do, trying to give votes mm-hmm. or whatnot. The Senate is still allowed to function. Um, so we have not reached a new hope. We have not reached that first Star Wars movie of the original trilogy. We are not to that point. We're not to Rogue One where the Rebellion actually has feet to stand on. Um, in this series, you can see different characters that I'm sure we'll get into later when you guys have more questions. But there are different factions in Andor, the series, of the Rebellion. So they're not unified and united. They don't have right. um, If you notice in Andor, the title Andor has the rebellion symbol above the end in Andor. That doesn't exist yet. So that rebellion symbol technically is the unified of all these different factions together. That doesn't exist right now. Right now saw Guerrero has its own group. there's another group. they listen different planets in different sectors of the galaxy, different groups rebelling going against the Empire. So we're in that in between stages of Palpatine's in charge. he's the emperor of the galaxy. We don't like that, but we don't agree on how we're gonna go about it. So we're all fighting different battles at once
1: right.
0: Let's well, see so yeah they mentioned Palpatine a couple times too, yeah and yeah. the second question for those um. Have we seen Andor before or has Andor been referenced in anything that we that already exists or that we should have seen already? Like is you mentioned Rogue One is pretty close to where we are. So was Andor ever referenced in Rogue One? Has Andor been referenced in any um, of the television shows that we've seen up to this point? Uh, Have we seen Andor or is this our first time meeting him?
3: This is our second time meeting him. Uh, you guys can chime in if I'm wrong. Is I think Brandon, have you seen Rogue One?
0: Yeah. Um, yep. So I just and I just watched it
1: before I started the series. So I just oh, watched it like you? three okay. weeks. Yeah, like three weeks ago.
3: So this is our first time experiencing Andor, Cassian Andor, in his early stages. We have seen him before in Rogue One. He was the ace pilot. I wouldn't call him an antagonist in that movie, right. but he definitely was going against our protagonist in mm-hmm. Rogue One, making everything a hassle. Um, at that point in Rogue One, which is a contrast, a beautiful contrast to what we see now, the rebellion is his life. It is his lifeblood, his lifeline. He is all about the rebellion and trying to make the Empire pay in Rogue One. In the TV series Andor, we get to see the prelude of him, who he really is on a deep on the inside, who he was before the fires of the rebellion got in his blood. And now all of a sudden he's gung-ho about it. Um, so this is our Chronologically, first time seeing him. But for those who have not seen anything Star Wars before, if they rock- watched Rogue One, this will be our second time seeing him. I feel like
1: excellent. For me, like I feel like I should have watched Andor first and then watched Rogue One. It would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, like, like because I just watched, uh, you know, Rogue One. Like when when you first see him, because you see him pretty early on. He's mm-hmm. like locked up mm-hmm. in prison, and he's just like, "Oh, I- I'm a pilot." And that's really, like, the only story, if I remember right, that's really the only story you get from him. Like, you see him more, but he doesn't really talk about his history like that or anything. Prison is a theme for Andor, and I I
3: really, like, it's so weird to me that, like, at the end of this series, um, or not the end of the series, when he went back to prison in the middle of the series uh, for that (laughs) ops acting like ops out here, um, (laughs) When he went back to prison, I like it dawned on me like, okay, this man's entire life has been spent behind bars,
0: right. because
3: in the series early on, when he's picked up by his mother, uh, Minerva, his adopted mom, stolen mm-hmm. mom, however you want to word that, because she she definitely did do some whole uh, colonizing by taking that boy off his planet <laughs> and bringing him to another planet. We Chew out, Chew uh, out, dude. So mm-hmm. whenever she forcibly adopted that child. Uh, <laughs> he ended up at the age of 16 going to prison and went to prison with his albeit mother's friend who he takes the name of Clem. Um, you see Clem in the beginning of the movie when they allude to his backstory on that planet um, with dreads. And then you see him later on when Andor is younger or older, you know, like 16 years old or roughly around that age, you see Clem die. And then later on, you see him reference that name. So it's a bond that he has there. But um no, this this backstory for casting and andor is like a big escape from prison reference. No matter what you do, the Empire will always have you down in chains. It's like one giant running metaphor.
0: Yeah. Okay. So uh Jordan, did you have
1: Yeah, I was I was going I was gonna get right into the show. I was gonna kind of start from the beginning. Yep, I was gonna say was all your- right thoughts on the show. Yeah, what was your overall? I mean, you know, for me, kind of like Spencer said, I'm not a big Star Wars person. and I know Brandon is a poser, so he's kind of been a Star Wars person. (laughs) Hey,
2: man, first of all, let's address this. I think Jordan is a little, I think he's a little jealous that I've hopped into (laughs) a universe, fully, you know, comprehended and taken it in.
1: Mm-mm.
2: And I'm adaptable. I just I did it right, you know, in his eyes he saw me just take it in, adapt and <laughs> succeed. But I think he's a little just He's a bowler. <laughs> he just
1: he's trying to hop on what's cool right now. and Star Wars is the cool thing. It is. It's the cool thing. All right. Okay. Yeah, Mandalorian made it cool again. That's all. <laughs> but Mendo. Cool. For, for for me the first two the first two episodes I was like, oh, that show kind of like it was kind of whack. Like I, nothing really popped out to me. But I think I, it didn't start to click for me until like towards the end of episode three. That's when I felt like things started to kind of pick up for me and started to get good. And then after that, um, and I think I think I want to say Brandon that you, or or um, you or somebody else told me kind of like every three episodes is basically like their own arc. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so and, and I, I and I got that once I actually you know was was watching it. But I did get a little lost on a couple parts. Um, But after we hear you guys' thoughts, I'll I'll go into that. But I think overall, the show for me, uh, it was pretty enjoyable. Like, I I enjoyed it. Um, I've been seeing a lot of high praise for the show. Um, And so later on, I'm going to kind of pull the Rotten Tomatoes and see if you guys can guess, you know, we'll play that little game again. But, yeah, I like the show overall. Okay. Brandon? Uh,
2: Yeah, to me, you guys know where I stand on this. I've been been hyping this shit up since... (laughs) Since I saw it, you know what I mean. To me, it's the best show of the year, personally. Um, the Star Wars
0: show, or the best show across the best the board? show,
2: best show that was put on a television screen in twenty twenty two. Okay, I'm just saying, like okay. from the detail, the level of writing, the level of detail, the level of the fact that we got twelve episodes and all of them mattered. It wasn't like Marvel shows where, you know, the f- fourth episode is just like, ooh, all right. We could have probably skipped past that one. It wasn't one of those. Now, I will say, um I think, I mean, I could see where someone could get lost in this because it's not a Star Wars, it's not a regular Star Wars per story. And what I've what I've learned in joining the Star Wars fandom, uh I've learned that that there are you know, lightsaber uh, Star Wars fans, and there's, you know, legit Star Wars fans. It's not wrong with being
0: a lightsaber fan.
2: I'm a legit one. What I mean by that is, you know, I've seen some pushback against this show saying, oh, hey, my Star Wars, this ain't got Jedi. Those are casuals. It's Okay. You know, those are the people that go to watch basketball games to see the dunks.
1: Look at Brandon to, over to see calling oops. people casuals, and he just, I'm just saying
2: to
0: the Star Wars fandom. I mean, this is just not got here. And hey, if casuals. I'm not
2: speaking, if I'm not speaking truth, let me know. But I'm saying those are the people that go to the games to see the dunks. They go to see the 50 yard pass. They don't care about the eye formation for three yards. They don't care about the the you know the you know the floater. They don't care about the three. They care no, about the the highlights.
0: They want flashy. Right?
2: Yeah, they want the flashy stuff. They want the the easy, consumable stuff. Where this show hits you over the head with dialogue, hits you over the head with, like, real shit about, you know, imperialism and, like, you know, having a dictator and having people on top of you, how much the government should be involved, blah, blah, blah. You know, in prison and all these things. And so, yeah, like, this show overall, bro, like, Andor was outstanding as a character. But there's so many other characters in this that hit, in so many different ways that, and again, the three episode arc, a lot of people should use that moving forward because you felt like you were in like one story on, in each, like the whole heist arc, that thing was amazing. And then you you kept it pushing, right? So yeah, to me, this this show of the year, uh, I can understand if people don't
0: like it, but yeah,
2: to me, I mean, this, this ain't for the cash.
3: If I could for one second.
2: Oh, it's Um,
0: your turn. So please
3: shout out to Brandon for his breakdown, Um, Jordan. I I know because I've been on this show that there's going to be some, some, some fire pushback. I mean, you fans out there, I will be muting my mic as I crack up laughing, but uh, definitely will be some laughter as he uh, pushes back on Brandon for that. Brandon, I will say shout out to you for breaking that down. So eloquently, Um, this is not the show for casual fans. At all, there's no lightsaber flashing. flare.
1: <laughs> Brandon got the biggest smile on his face. That was just like, that's like a proud father who just told your proud father of you
0: just now. <laughs> as a, as a um, it, it sounded to me like Brandon was like, "Hey, Jordan, you remember how you said you didn't like the first two episodes? Yeah, I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking to folks like you." I was, yeah, me, was I was
1: looking for the lightsabers and this show. Where
0: the fuck is the Jedi? At? <laughs> <Three-day> <laughs> <last
3: night." laughs> that, that was definitely a directed message at Jordan. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I shout out to you for realizing that because it took me until the second arc to realize what I was watching. Um, the character development, like how we talk about anime, great character development. Whoever doesn't watch it, you're missing out on life. But with Star Wars, they actually were building up different segments of this, and at the same time, while they were building. They're all linear. They all intersect and everything matters. So the the tiny details of, um, for example, in the beginning when Luther shows up and he knows everything about uh, Cassian, that's on purpose. And that's referenced like three or four times throughout the show. It's like, this is a man who is well-connected. And even mm-hmm. the uh, ICB, um, that's the imperial something board Uh, yeah i had it i forgot it though something Mm -hmm. bureau Uh, yeah something bureau and and i I just i had it in my mind i lost it anyways the empire's investigative bureau to find like rebellion before it happens that's essentially what it is so when they reference that luther is they call him axis he is the central pivotal point that's connected to everything and you can really see and they break it down in different segments how he put this into play so that this will go into play. So, like, he met Cass, he knew his background through whatever investigative purposes that he had. Um, probably, like most spying at espionage, word of mouth, people mm-hmm. on the ground, ears, you know, conversations. Um, <laughs> it's, it's imperial colonization. <laughs> <laughs> No, sorry. Not Imperial Colonization. Uh, SB, weird. But I mean, it's pretty close. I mean, they are supporting the colonization of planets. You see that in the uh, Bank Heist Park as they whittled <laughs> down 10,000 residents of this planet, this area, and they got it down to like 60, I think is what they said, from 10,000 to 60. Oh, that's right. Slowly weeded them away from the area that they wanted to colonize. So it's not far off. I'll give you that. But um, no, that's... Uh, Man, I lost my train of thought. compensation <laughs> conversation, it. Oh man. Anyway, I'll make this long story short. So sure. uh, shout out to Brandon for breaking that down. That was a great way to do that. Um, everything mattered. Everything intertwined. And this show, while not for casual fans, gives you the I think one of the best. There's another book that I read. That title escapes me right now. That I was giving details like this about. The beginnings of the uprising of the rebellion, but this TV show almost perfectly gives you exactly what it took to get this off the ground. Every rebellion needs money. Money's come with, they don't come easy. They either come by politics, which we saw didn't work, and then they come by alternative motives, which are pretty effective if you put the right Thanks. team together. I think we, I think we all have enough movies to know that you put a great team together, anything is possible. Power of the Pen says so. Thanks. Uh, my personal opinion about this movie. I mean, this TV show is that it was great. I think it is going to be a slept on series. I think there are going to be a lot of people that want Jedi, want Mandalorian, want these different <laughs> themes that are not appreciating the entire universe of what it is. As, awesome. as an, an avid reader of the Star Wars universe, I absolutely love what they did here. There's a couple of details that I don't necessarily comprehend, but that's because it's new. And like after I finished the series, everything that they're showing in this is now new canon. So, whereas it probably didn't exist in the books, it is going to exist going forward as this is how this happened. I uh, love the cameo by Saw Gerrera, like oh, Force yeah. Whitaker. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Like, Who, lit- who's that? I was. Wait, wait,
1: who's that? Uh, so he's in, in Rogue One.
3: Rogue One. He's so.
1: If you remember
3: in Rogue One, no, he is Force Whitaker's character, the guy that's kind of like cybernetic. Um, mm. He's like the big. He's the big bad boss of the rebellion that has a history of anarchy and extremist, uh, yeah. yeah he's the extremist he's the part that's like well we'll just blow him up <laughs> like that's his result right. of everything right like, at the end we of the day kill the fish man, <laughs> we killed the fish, man. Yes. yeah that is exactly okay. who he is so um seeing seeing a cameo from him and then seeing the interaction between luther who i don't know about you brandon uh but or you jordan but luther is a high quality What's the, what's the, uh, is it Merlin from that movie? What's that movie? The Kingsman or whatever. He's a high-quality, oh, yeah. espionage official. Yeah. i was impressed.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, like bro, I'm bro, over here kind of thinking that too.
3: Saul Guerrero is going to be the the top dog putting stuff. No, this man has. And look, we want to start a rebellion. So what if people get oppressed? Uh, that's the whole point. Make yeah, the bro. empire overreact so they don't underreact. Bruh. I mean, when, it was. I'm
2: when he explained at
3: that. At work. I'm just sitting here.
2: Oh. Baffled. I was like, oh shit. Cause at first I was like, well, why did you? And he was like, no, I want that. Like, I want them to do that because that'll make people uprise even more. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh
3: shit, you're right. Like, to see the nitty gritty of this series, to be like, hey, the Star Wars saga that you know is not all rainbows and butterflies and accents. Yeah. There was some dirt that had yeah. to happen for the rebellion to take off because, like he said, the empire will slowly choke you to the point to where you don't realize you're not breathing. And you see right. it, you see it all the time. The little bit of uh, taking the people to jail here, taking people to jail there, get out of my way. The arrogance, the not paying. Yeah, yeah, that's the Empire slowly doing it until someone goes, ah, make them choke. <laughs> exactly, yeah,
0: exactly. I will say one thing that I have noticed about Star Wars in general is the high levels of politicking that mm. happens because- you know, in a lot of things, it's just strong arming and you know, just doing a lot of uh stuff by force. But Star Wars has a lot of like underhanded, behind the scenes, backhanded, yeah. and I'm like, that's that's the shit. Like that's a that real yeah. Like that's that's what happens. Like there's a right. whole lot of shit happening. They will put something in your face and then be doing shit behind the back. Like that's it's literally Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. Yeah,
2: Senator. You know, in front of everybody, hey, I'm good. Hey, I'm I'm just a lowly senator here. Don't worry about me. Uh, oh, behind the scenes, she's helping the rebellion. You know what I mean? So, that's,
1: so that's where I started to get lost. At. I didn't understand um, when it came to like the politics stuff. I didn't understand like her part of it. Like I also kept I got I kept getting her confused with the girl who was doing the um, the heist, like the main girl. I kept oh, thinking yeah. for some reason they were like the same person. Bell, um, I think
3: it's her name. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so does she, well, first of all, what characters have we already seen in kind of previous Star Wars stuff? So I know we've seen Andor. I know we've seen Saul. Who else have we seen in Andor, the TV show? Who else have we seen in another project, Star Wars project? Anybody else?
3: So we did see Mon Mothra, the the Mm -hmm. lady that you're referring to. She is in the original
1: series. Uh, I think, I don't
3: know if it's New Hope or Return of the Jedi, but there is a scene in the original series where you see this lady in white with reddish hair uh, in front of a board that's like got data on it or whatnot. She's one of the key figures next to Leia Organa that is in complete control of the new Republic and rebellion during the original series. She is the lady pulling all the strings. So that's something we've definitely seen before. There's a bit of a cameo, um, I call it a cameo anyway, I don't know if a lot of people will pay attention to it, but in Rogue One, there is a robot that's a security droid that's been reprogrammed. Oh yeah, uh, okay. KS two o seven. I I I think I got that right. Um If I don't, then you know, so be it. But um, it's a it's a, a security
1: droid. So in Andor, oh yeah, the the black the black one, right?
3: Yes, yes. So in Andor, the person that uh arrests and keeps him pinned Cassian and andor is a security droid that security droid that looks just like the one from Rogue One literally the same one I I thought it was too but I was looking for the insignia I didn't see it so Mm -hmm. he picks him up by his throat because the shore trooper says hold on to him or hang on and all the robot heard was hanged. so he grabs him by his throat. And Cassian yeah. uh, has a fear of being hung. He does. He's he's seen his friends been hung before it in the middle of the streets as to make an example of. So he grabs the droid, grabs him by his neck, and he's like pleading with the short troopers, "Tell him you meant just to watch me, because I'm yeah. literally yeah. losing my air right now." Right. So we see a cameo from the, that robot there, and then. um Oh my gosh, I don't know if anybody else paid attention to this, but the Emporium scenes. So Luther, his alter ego to where he's just an antiquity salesman. Yeah. Inside that shop is a treasure trove of Easter eggs. I
2: heard, I heard. I, I, went I, went I didn't even click on the video because I was going to be overwhelmed.
3: I, yeah. went, I went back and paused scene by scene. There's There's Mandalorian armor. There's references to episode one. There's a reference to the Force Unleashed, which we all know is not canon. But Dude. it's pretty cool because in like the very beginning scenes, you see there's the Star Killer armor, Sith armor that they used to like graft to their skin, like Cyberpunk 2077. They have a yeah. helmet that was literally in the game, sitting in the corner. I'm like, oh wait, wait a minute, <laughs> is that what I think it is? Pause. Right. Uh, let me, let me. You know, so there's a, there's a bunch of cameos in there that you can see if you, I guess, rewatch it, and slow it down, and pay attention scene by scene. I think everything is done a little bit on purpose. But that antiquity store. That's pure nostalgia, right there.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's where he's right. Though, like, it was a few cameos, but overall, I will say, yeah, my I will say my only critique, my only critique of the show, black our black people just got done dirty, bro. Black people was getting like clipped at every turn. A black person was dying. I was just like, like the first couple, I was like, yeah, you know, it happens then about the third or fourth i'm like mm,
0: okay what are we doing here and and uh you know maybe i was uh paying attention to the wrong thing but um david mentioned that uh cassian had um an overwhelming fear of being hung and then he was also like kidnapped by a colonizer? Is that what y'all say? I'm,
3: I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you definitely picked up on that because there were definitely some themes in here that I don't know if people were paying attention to, but I was. I was like, wait yeah. a minute, yeah. Wait, what are we doing here? Wait a minute,
2: yeah. Definitely, yeah. The way
3: Clem died,
2: being hung. I was like, so nobody in the in the producers room was like,
0: hey, let's not have the black guy be hung. Let's just not. Let's just so let's do something different. Yeah, like it—the the fact that that shit still happens in a galaxy far, far away. Right. I was Look, like, man, we, all right, we
1: asked for more black people in the show, and they gave it to us. We
0: just they, they gave it to us the wrong way.
1: Oh, yep.
0: oh we got no. that. They they treated us like a genie.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, nah, bro. The the the, uh, the officer died in the heist. The other dude died in the heist. Uh, the one little dude that uh, Andor owed money, he died at the end of the show. Yep. Uh, Clem gets hung. Uh,
3: who's my other black people?
2: The, uh, black
1: dude, the black dude. when they tried to do the prison breakout.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah he started. First fighting, one to die. Yeah, the very
3: theme. first one that died was a black dude. I'm
0: so like, it it sounds to me like uh, Star Wars heard the complaints about uh, <laughs> Darth sister and <laughs> was like, "I got." they were know. like, "Oh, okay. We need to make those people happy again."
2: Like I don't I don't know if if it was intentional by the director to be like. Let me uh slide this in there so y'all can see black people are dying, or if it's the other side, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, it, and it could just, be
0: a situation where they were like, "Hey, we want there to be some color in the show, so we'll just make all the extras black, but also the extras are the ones who yeah, don't make don't. it." And some of these, just,
3: some of these deaths were absolutely ridiculous too. Like the one of the main, most vocal people in the beginning of the series. Um, was a black guy, former stormtrooper that oh. is, has, has military tactics ingrained in him. He used to do this shit. And the yep. way that he died was the most pathetic. Way. He literally turned to his partner, said, cover me. And now if you saw the guy's face when he said, cover me, it was like, a, Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> they <At least> shoot <laughs> blasters at me. Uh, so when he yeah. said, cover me, and I saw the face, I was like, this, this ain't going well. He makes it five steps. The guy he told to cover him shoots twice. Mind you, he kills one person, but as soon as he kills that one person, turns right back around for cover. And he will do his shot in the back. Makes yeah. it five steps. Like I, I was like, really? Oh my God.
0: I'm like, all right, it is a black man got shot in his back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like this show, yeah. That's my only critique. Uh, that's my only issue.
2: So
1: Another question. So, because I, you know, Rogue One, Rogue one is still fresh on my mind. Is it Cyril? Is that he says name? Cyril. Cyril.
2: Cyril. Yeah.
1: That that's the same one. He's the same guy from Rogue One, right? Is it or is that a different guy? Because who's remember there was a guy who's like steadily trying to get Andor or what am I thinking of wrong? Like him and Andor was on the uh, platform towards the end of the movie. No, that's a different. And guy. That's a different guy. Well, David. Correct me,
2: some people were envisioning that's a younger I saw theories. that's what I thought I don't think it is, but you may be able to i
3: i I do not believe that Cyril is the same guy hunting andor in Rogue One. I believe Cyril karn is a new person, yeah. uh, that they're introducing as an antagonist. I honestly do not like Cyril karn as a character um so he he definitely. I think try that was hard good well let's see With like with star wars villains and star wars anti-heroes and people that choose the empire empire side of things they have a, a theme of like arrogance with them um and cyril doesn't give off the same type of arrogance of like i'm better than you so i'm going to kill you it gives off the i've got nothing to do this is unnecessarily my passion. <laughs> NMG, if that makes sense. Like He loves he rules. Amounts, right, yeah. he's a big stickler for the rules, and somehow this one murder is the only thing that sticks on his head, but he's a deputy inspector. Like, thievery and some other stuff did make the cut, but two guys get killed while he is second in
0: command, and all of a sudden that's all he cares about. The well, fixation the, is weird to me. Because the guy, uh his boss was like, hey, they were fucking up. They, they weren't where they needed to be. Mm-hmm. Right. So, they died for it you need to let it go and he was like yeah. i don't think i will it, that's it, that's I, quite
3: literally it and that's what's confusing to me i'm like really well see that's that, that's, that's, that's why that's I the, thought. The, the you're gonna die on okay
1: that's why I I thought I'm, this I'm sure was the same person like i thought this was where m- m- they initially met and so he ho- he held a grudge on him this entire time and so i thought when we saw him in row one if that was the same character that's why he's like going so hard at andor that's why I thought it was the same character.
0: The way I figured is he, in his mind, I have to get this cop killer off the street. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Of. And I think that okay. his like passion and desire for duty just had him fixated on that because he figures I can't have any more of my officers dying.
2: Yeah, and that's I think the vibe yeah, I got. I think that, and I think it was a little ambitious. Thought you know, if, I, if mm-hmm. I solve the case, you know. Maybe I can be an ISP. Um, we can talk about Cyril's uh, relationship with Deidre.
1: Uh, oh, Ziedri- yeah, yeah. we we'll talk about
2: that relationship later. But D- Jordan, D- did you have another question?
1: I mean, I I mean, I had some comments. The uh, first of all, Andy Circus, I love Andy Circus. Oh. Like, anytime I see him pop up, I love him. Man, he he did an amazing job. That jail scene. Great, that was great. Like I was that was, was motivational. Uh, if yeah. if we had to break down, if we had to like rank the three arcs, that jail arc would probably be my favorite, you know, arc out of all of them. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that one. But I would definitely say I don't see how anybody would have survived jumping off that platform and swimming in that ocean because that ocean looked like it went on for ages. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. And then it's like, even for those who chose to stay like, um, you know, Andy Serkis character said he can't swim. So I was like, hmm, I do know what's going to happen to them now. I assume more backup is going to come and just get everything back going like it was before, even though it's going to take a while to, you know, get everything going again. But yeah, yeah. I don't see how they survived that long looking swim. And yeah, that was an interesting choice. Um... I'm sure most of them died.
0: Yeah, oh, I mean no, they rather, only showed like, I'd assume a lot of them did not make it. Yeah, they only showed, you know, Andor and the other guy. They didn't show anybody but else like if than... if any black people jumped, nope.
3: You know, uh, that is another theme. What they say, what did a uh, Killmonger say? Or, Bury uh, me in the uh, ocean, uh, at least my, yeah. my ancestors would uh, be better yeah. to die. Yeah. 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 Another another slavery theme in here. Like I was like, wait a minute, so we jumping off the ship. So <laughs> we'd rather die. What well, would y'all have did? Oh my god.
1: Would, y- would y'all stay y'all on the ship or would y'all jump? I'm jumping. Uh, I'm, jumping. <laughs> no, I'm jumping. Yeah. A- Empire from I, I can't swim all that well, so I probably have to stay up there with you know with Andy Circus character. We might have to try to hold it down.
2: Nah, I'm jumping. Empire coming. And they they might blow that shit up.
3: <laughs> like the uh like- the prison had an electrified floor. That's how they escaped, by the way. The water on the floor shorted out the system so they wouldn't get electrified whenever they tried to rebel. But would you walk in barefoot on a taser? I'm gonna take my chances with the water. That, mm, as a man that works with electricity during the daytime, I can tell you that hurts a
2: lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, taking that swim, even though I think there's probably some beings in that water,
1: bro. Star this Wars is the world of can... Star Wars. Yeah, right. you know it's some fucking big ass alien <laughs> some this shit would be thing. in the water. Yeah, yeah. I'm like ooh, some bunch of it's some what? Okay, so so. The character Sam, Forrest Whitaker character, Saul, I don't know why I said Sam, Saul, Forrest Whitaker character, where did he come from in the beginning? Like, what is he again? Like, I I think I got lost also on, like, because I I remember he was, you know, he was recruiting somebody. Was it Andor or was his sister? Yeah, he
3: was. So Luther was, uh, Lutheran was recruiting Andor because he saw the hidden potential in him. Saul Guerrero, uh, just think about it this way. Sagarar is a faction leader. So think about uh, the rebellion being separated into three different factions right now, or four, I think is what it listed it as. So think about the rebellion being under four different factions. Sagarar is just a head of a faction. His Uh-oh, faction is okay. the volatile faction that blows shit up. Yeah. And he also is very stingy about his faction, as we saw in their conversation. He is not apt to help anyone, he doesn't agree with anybody. He literally goes on a ramp. A rant and rampage about the other faction leaders, separatists, Neo I mean, he goes in detail. Honestly, I love his little monologue. It's, it's actually pretty dope. Um, but he goes into detail about how their stuff does not work. They are not effective, they're not gonna win anything. My way is the only way to do it. And Lutheran obviously rebuttal's like, Yeah, if we blow everybody up, there'll be nobody else to fight. But so think of Sargar as a faction leader. Yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, he's like the extremist. Like you said,
0: we killed the, the
2: man. Exactly, he goes to the furthest extent. Uh, but yeah, what? Uh, so, I guess we can ask, like, who was y'all's favorite character in the series? I guess excluding Andor, I don't know if that would be anybody's favorite, but
0: it's a tough one. Uh, I guess I'll go first because I have the lowest level of everything. Uh, yeah, Claw. I liked him. <laughs> you Kino, Kino was legit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely a good pick. Uh, I mean, I, I might, uh, I might go Kino too. He, I, I think he, he he did a really good job. Yeah, mine probably Luthen.
2: Luton, luton gave me everything I need he gave me the great speeches he gave me the the espionage you know what I mean and then he gave me action sequence when when he had when he was going up against that uh that ship that was trying to, yeah and he sent the little things out to stop the tractor beam and then had the uh the lightsaber things on his ship I was like, oh shit like this is crazy yeah yes yeah. luton, Luton's my guy what you you david
3: I'll agree with that 100%. Luther was a guy I was rooting for the entire time. Now, he uh he he's the embodiment of what a a puppet master, guy behind the scenes, shadow organization. Like from now on, going forward, when I see characters written a certain way, I'm gonna compare them to him. He's Good. the type of guy that's like lesson number one: always make an entrance on your way always create an exit on your way into a situation because when he met up with Andor, he had explosives already set on the door in case they got surrounded. But this is a man that thinks not one, not two, but 30 million steps ahead. He's like, look, yeah. if they come through that window, that's okay. I got recharged over there. I'm going to press this button. They're going to blow. up. We're going to run out there. Oh, we got chopped around the corner. Cool. I got three speeders around the back and a girl that's watching. Them. She's kind of cute so the guards will be distracted. Like, <laughs> he is the type that thinks in so much detail and they show it. They write it so perfectly. Shout out to the yeah. writers on this one. They yeah. write that perfectly. They give him all the characteristics he needs to and the man performed his ass off. My
2: opinion. Thanks. Facts like at first, I, it was a second. I was like, Yo, is this a, is he a Jedi, low key, or is he like a like homie was doing stuff with his ship and like just the little stuff he was doing? I was like, Man, like I want more of his backstory, low key. Like, yeah, dude, was dude, was outstanding. Um, I
1: must, I must forgot or something. The Andor ever gave his Kyber crystal back to him, yes.
3: So he, he gave it to them. Um, and that Kyber crystal is a new Kyber crystal because I remember in our first episode, you guys asked me about. The different crystals and whatnot. This one is now new canon.
1: They've it was a, a sky ca- sky ca- uh, Kyber,
3: yeah, a sky Kyber crystal. So, um, and it's a reference to the Knights of the Old Republic video game, um, which is dope that they're making more of that canon. Which I think they said like a lot of that game is canon, minus the make your own choices stuff. But mm-hmm. a sky Kyber crystal refers to, and I actually, ironically, I just watched this video like earlier this week like the mm-hmm. history of the Star Wars universe. I just got bored one day and I was, you know, going back through my stuff that I'm interested in. The reference that he does when he tells the backstory that Crystal is what, hundreds of thousands of years ago, there is these uh, group of people called the Rakatans, I think, or something like that. Um, think about think about the Star Wars movie where the guy that has a fish head says, it's a trap, like the iconic, like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Think about him, but put his eyes further out and make his head longer like a cone head. Um, that was a race of people that invented hyperspace travel. They're this super intelligent race of people um, that were leaps and bounds way beyond any other beings. They had a giant fall because they got corrupted by the Sith back in like thousands thousands of years ago. Sith powers corrupted them. They turned on each other, which in, in turn destroyed their entire community. I don't think there's any... Of that race of people left but they were extremely susceptible to the dark side and fell to it which is why that reference of when he told the story of this is uh an ancient crystal from ancient times or whatever that's what it's referring to so it's really cool to see a new kyber crystal in play i want to know it what type of lightsaber that would make if they even go that route i don't mm. think they will because i don't think that's the theme of this but it would be cool to see what a sky kyber crystal comes up with and also now just opened a new door to new types of copper crystals that I probably never heard of. Yeah, right.
1: right. That's dope. So I, so I assume fans. I mean, obviously, I've seen all the positive reactions to it. I assume fans want more of these stories outside of you know seeing the skywalkers.
3: Yes. Yeah. I, as an avid fan, I would. Lo- I want to see commandos. I want to see the background of the rebellion. I want to see side character stories like we're talking about Lutheran. I'd love to have a branch off of that. That'd be Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I want to see. Honestly, I want to see what happened to the Commando Stormtroopers. I don't know if anybody's watched Bad Batch. Uh, I'm uh, going to. Bad Batch is a store for like the fans listening. Bad Batch is a animated series about a group of Commando units, defective Commando units, that go off and do their own thing, have their own story. I would love to see, because I know Star Wars made a game back in the day of Commandos. I would love to see an actual TV series about that, how they survived after the Rebellion. Because there aren't a whole lot of them left. But they are the most intelligent clones out there. So, you
0: know. Yeah. No, that's true. So, question. Um, And this is a very general question. Uh, Brandon, I'll start with you. So, you said that this is the best show in 2022 period. So, for you, how does it stand up against the entire star wars uh line of media like is this in your top three star wars items it's a good question i will
2: i'll say this i haven't finished um Um. some of the animated series but as far as live action i I gotta say it's top three at least like
0: because i mean we have yeah, we have all the movies. We have Mando. We yeah. have Kenobi.
2: Right. But I think of,
0: it's better
1: than Kenobi for sure.
2: Oh, yeah. To me, I mean, again, this is I'm about to start wilding, but.
0: Better come just, after Mando?
2: I'm just saying, it, to me, is be- Okay. Uh, okay, again, back to my theory casual versus non casual. I believe Mando is outstanding, even for like non-cast, like even for like the most, for the Davids of the world. I think Mando is amazing. But I think this, this show, I learned 10 times more watching Andor than I did in Mando. Mando was great. I learned a lot about the Mandalorians and things of that nature. But as far as Andor, I learned so much shit about Star Wars in general that informed me for everything I watch from now on to where, to me, that's a better show, personally. And I and it had enjoyable moments. Like, obviously, Mando had some cool action stuff. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to had to go. Uh,
0: to me, yeah,
2: Andor's top three might be
0: top two for me. Okay. So, so far, what is number one?
2: I still got to roll with, mm, okay, I'll probably go Empire Strikes Back, New Hope.
0: Andor. Okay. David, um sure. in the Star Wars media that you have seen, does Andor crack the top 5 for you?
3: Uh as of right now, no.
1: Damn. Uh, it
3: is my 6th man. I get it. I, I will give it my 6th man. I do enjoy it. I'm one of those weird people that's a fan of the prequel series, so one, two, and three, as we went last time. Yeah, we we did this last time, Brandon. They can they can go with <laughs> that one again. I went ham on me for that.
0: I'm sorry, I forgot. I'm
3: I a fan of the original,
0: but um, good for you. And Somebody's got to love that because you know something, uh,
3: it's, it, it's something for everybody. Um, yeah. it would be my six, man. I might move it to five because I count the you said media, the Clone Wars series is my number one uh star wars clone wars the animated series because there's
0: i mean it's what seven seasons
3: yeah if if perfection was a cartoon with details about lore and stuff like that 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 series right there is got to be at the top they cover literally everything in star wars universe as you all know is super expansive and they expand they touch everything they touch so much that I literally had to go buy new books and read because I didn't know things that they were coming out. I'm like, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. I didn't know this. So mm-hmm. that's my number one. And or I, I could I could put as my five. I would like to see how season two goes. I, I have trouble putting new things in my top five because especially TV series wise, because they can always mess up season two. As yeah. soon as they mess up
1: season two, I go from like, well, wow, I just
3: wasted a top five spot, you know. <laughs> yeah. Have they
1: com- have they confirmed season two yet? No, yeah. I've
3: not seen anything.
1: Oh, you have? Okay.
3: I, I heard they have
2: confirmed it because they put out, it was like the other day, they put out like directors that are going to be
0: on season two. Oh, amazing. Okay. So yeah. I, I know that this doesn't matter too, too much, but um, what did you say the timeline was between this and Rogue One? Because I'm wondering, is there is there time for season two as far as the timeline goes, or will this or are, are, are we looking at a situation where this would like run into Rogue One or potentially take place after that
3: uh timeline wise there I, I guess i could i could literally google the date the years in between but there's plenty of time for a season 2 um oh, yeah. so yeah, that, time is time is pretty isn't pretty relative in the star wars universe there are giant time skips between each movies the film series the animated series the tv series
0: rebels
3: okay. i mean Right now we're in, I would say, the early stages because the Empire is just now in like the P.O.R.D. law that Palpatine just signed in the bill that increases all those jail sentences and stuff like that. Man, this stuff oh, I was ask that. This I stuff sounds oddly that. familiar to like real life. But anyway, um, <laughs> Thanks. so all that stuff is recent. Now, when yeah. we see Empire Strikes Back, when we see New Hope, when we see Return of the Jedi, all that stuff right there is decades later, after the Empire has been super impressive. If you think about New Hope, where you see Stormtroopers on Tatooine, and you see Obi-Wan like, you didn't see us. That's the Empire putting a chokehold on the entire galaxy. On Andor, they just started that. Palpatine Mm -hmm. was being Senator Palpatine, and not Emperor Palpatine with his rules. But obviously, since the robbery, as we see, the robbery might be the... It might Tip be the point. turning point that, that yeah. started the whole rebellion because now they forced the Empire to go into a chokehold. Well, that, you know, spawns everything. So there might be a – I have to look up dates, but I'm assuming like a 5, 10, 20-year gap. Oh, not yeah. twenty years, 5 to 10-year gap because Andor's kind of older. I heard
2: in reading I, – I, I heard that season two was going to be a time jump. I heard, I heard four years, like there's a gap between, you know, where this ends and four years from now would be Rogue One. Right, mm-hmm. In that timeline, but I could be wrong. But I heard season two, there's going to be some jumps. Like it's not going to be as, you know, connected as season one was.
1: Hopefully, the so. last
3: scene of this series will be the first scene of Rogue One. That would be dope because when you're yes. watching, okay. I, you could end I was going to ask
1: that. Yeah. I was going to ask that next, but I wanted to ask. So, when you, you, could you mention Palpatine? So, they, I know they mentioned a couple of times that Palpatine was going to uh, issue some order. I, mm-hmm. I kept in my mind, I was, I didn't know what he was talking about. I thought he was talking about the order 66. That's what I thought he was talking about, but he's talking, it sounds like he's talking about a different order. What was this order? Uh, P-O-R-D. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I, a, I
3: it's it. a, it's yeah. a law. It's a law that essentially, uh, here we go. It's the public order resentencing directive. I couldn't memorize that if you paid me. Um, the public order resentencing directive is essentially a law Palpatine put in place after the robbery so that where any citizen in any part of the galaxy that is a part of the empire's jurisdiction, if you if you've up at all, if you mess up at all, the typical sentence, like if you stole, let's just say you robbed somebody, armed robbery, came with a, a one-year sentence. After that ordinance goes, after that directive goes into play, that one-year sentence is now a Twenty-year sentence because you oh, have indirectly, okay, indirectly affected the empire. So anything that directly or indirectly affects the empire, jail under the jail, which right. is why okay. we see Cassian get sentenced to six years. And the judge was like, oh, "Man, that sucks for you because this sentence should be a lot less."
1: Yep. yep. Okay, and I, and I and actually I do remember them um, mentioning that now. Um, I guess my next thing was yeah towards. The end, very, the very last scene. Also, Brennan, you mentioned the end credit scene. I didn't even know there was an end credit scene, so I missed that one. I'm gonna have to go back and check it out. Um, but at the always, end, always
0: check for the end credit scene.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Some reason, some reason I, I didn't think about it. Um, like, un-
0: unless you have a next episode button, yeah, you check for the end credit scene. But that thing, really- well, then, oh, that's that's what
1: happened. So, you know, with Disney Plus, I
0: was watching on my mobile
1: on my phone, and it doesn't always go straight to the next episode, especially if there's, like, long credits, and so mm-hmm. what I normally do is skip it all the way past it so I can hit that next episode button, and I guess I wasn't paying attention to this and it saw something else, because no. uh, so yeah, I thought it was another episode, but at the end you see, like Brandon mentioned Cass, um, you see him and, you know, Bill Skygard character um, they're talking, he's like, you, you can either kill me or arrest me or, or whatever it was. In my mind, I thought that was where Rogue One was picking up because I thought that man, he's about to get arrested and you you know you see him in jail in Rogue One. But I guess that's not the case? No, not at all. No. So
3: Cass, obviously, because we see him in Rogue One in prison, Cass is eventually going to end up back in prison. i on purpose or on accident. That is how it's going to start this next, uh, or end, I guess it's going to end the in the series if they continue it in the series with him going to prison. And that'll be the start of Rogue One.
1: So, yeah, yeah. I thought and I thought that character was going to arrest him. And that's how I thought we got to, you know, Rogue One. Because so Luton's to not in
2: there. Yeah, Luton's not in Rogue One. So still got to, like, finish his story. Mm-hmm. I imagine
3: is. he dies somewhere in the next season or season following. He Because he doesn't right, make right. it to the he, – he is one of the originators of the rebellion that does not make it. Right. Just like we saw in Rogue One, spoiler alert, that Gerrera dies, gets blown up. He didn't make it to the rebellion either. So like nope. we have all these key figures that we're talking about right now that are the instigators of all this chaos and potential organization for how the rebellion is going to be formed that never get to see the end result.
2: And that's what I love about this show is because like, you know, Star Wars like we hype up the Jedi, we hype up the dudes with the lightsabers, you know, the the Leahs and all shit, you know, they they did all the rebellion, but, like, really it's off the backs of these people who, like, didn't have all the, the force and all that other shit. Like, they just had to, you know, scheme politic, do whatever they could to start the rebellion. So, really, it's, it's a credit to them more than anybody. They yeah. kind of, the Jedi kind of got handed the ball halfway and just was able to just finish, whereas these guys had to do, like, the, you know, they didn't even know what was going on two planets away. They just had to start their own you know, sort of rebellion. So, yeah.
1: Okay. But, yeah, I don't. Know. I th- I, th- I mean, I definitely think the show was good. Now, I don't think it's better than Mandalorian. I know we've talked about that a little bit. I think Mandalorian season one, probably because I'm a casual. It's brand. I'm, I'm just glad you
2: acknowledge. I'm just glad you acknowledge. I can. I, I can acknowledge this one.
0: Um, it's a good show. I enjoyed it's a good Mandalorian. Show, it's a good choice. Yeah. I still you uh, finish season two. Jordan, did you watch Boba Fett?
1: The book of Boba Fett? No, I haven't seen that one yet. I think that may be the only live-action Star Wars when I haven't seen. Uh, well, I still haven't seen Solo, but I think those two of them, the only ones I haven't seen live-action wise Okay. So one of these days, I'll, I'll get to it.
0: Okay. So I was going to ask where you think it stacks up there, but uh, I didn't hear spectacular yeah. things about Boba <laughs> Fett. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I also did not hear great things.
2: It's it's
3: it's a little drawn out for me. It's a little drawn out for me. There's definitely some unnecessary details that I did not enjoy. But uh, it's it's a nostalgia piece. I think Mm -hmm. we talked. I think you guys may have talked about this on a different podcast before. But it's a um, it's a casual made for casuals. I guess. Mm -hmm. With all, it's just nostalgia pieces, and like, of course, you know, I'm not gonna ruin it for Jordan because I think he's he's gonna watch it. I mean, you
1: you can you can ruin it. I, like I knew the ending of row one. Like, so we we issued a spoiler ago. warning, so okay. Well, yeah.
3: spoiler alert: when Mando shows up at the end of Book of Boba Fett, I heard
1: yeah, I heard a, of that.
3: Uh, I heard great, that's
2: the best episode.
3: I, I mean, it really is, and that's saying something because you got all these little details that don't mean nothing to me as a big yeah. Star Wars fan. I was like I didn't need to know that Boba Fett was doing all that.
1: But uh, so then, didn't didn't Boba Fett try to take Grogu or something? It was something with Grogu, right? Was it? Didn't he try to take Grogu or something? No. Was it, no. 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 Oh, okay. He
3: wasn't involved in the uh, direct kidnapping of him at all.
1: Not the direct oh,
3: okay. kidnapping. But um, now seeing Mando show up because uh, I mean, in the book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett takes on this like Shogun type. I think they introduced some type of Japanese term in there. Like a, he's like the prefect of some area. Kicks out all the gangs and becomes the gang, becomes the mobster that runs like a little city underground or something like that. So that's it's different because you don't ever see that in any Star Wars media that Boba Fett is capable of those type of things. And then they just throw him into the role. So, right.
2: Mm. Um, I want to ask, what was y'all's favorite speech? Claw in the
0: series, claw, yeah. De- definitely like I-, I felt motivated after Claus yeah what I say one,
1: one what say one more day or one more uh one more something what is it uh what was it? one more no, one one way out. Yeah, one, one way, way out. out yeah that was that was a good speech to me. That was very motivating. yeah
3: Lutheran speech was my favorite speech when he uh, had that last little covert meeting with the mole that he has.
1: Yeah, he, like, yeah. oh, the one guy. Yes, he's like. Yeah. Well, I can't
3: tell them. He's like, they're gonna die. I fight in yeah. the shadows. <laughs> like, I don't know what to. I don't know what to say. Okay. Um, I fight. I okay. fight in the shadows. I fight in the dark.
1: I got lost with that part too. So okay, so I didn't realize <clears throat> the guy that he was talked to when he gave that speech. I didn't realize he was also with the Republic. the uh, Empire, yeah. The Empire, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize that until like I think after like a few scenes later. I was like, "Oh shit, that's the same guy right there." Like, for some reason that that didn't click to me, and I was like, oh, "Okay, so that's how he's been getting all the information mm. from this yeah. guy."
2: Yeah, yeah, I can see they they like
1: focused in on him, but not like
2: super super hard. Um, so I can see where it could be missed. But yeah, like,
1: what, what was your speech, Brennan?
2: Mine got to be. Mine is probably Luton's. Like that. That he was he was in bars, bar after bar. Uh, I did like. I love the way, like, you know, Andor was like Kino's hype man when he was in the prison. He was like, Kino was like doing it all. Hey, you know, if you guys wanna leave, is that all please, you got? Yeah, he was like, Come on,
1: man, quit being a bitch. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> he was like, if all, he right, said all right, all right. If he would have said that in that show, he was like, bro, quit being a bitch. Like, I would have died laughing. We just told him that. I was, I was like, all, like, all right, no all right he mate.
2: told him that. Yeah, and he started getting hype. It started making sense. But, but yeah, like. Uh lutheran he was like calm kindness kinship love i've given all that for a chance of inner peace uh i made up my mind a son uh he said i've made my mind a sunless uh space like dude bro, was man. just hitting bars you mean,
1: you, that's how that's how i know you're not a rapper because you already gotta you, you're reading that like you're reading it bro you gotta come off the top of your dome you should have had that already memorized to sound like the, the, the speech was like you started as slow.
2: The speech is like two minutes long, first of all. But yeah, Luther's speech is outstanding. That's probably the best one. I liked the one I think the underrated dude in this is the dude who wrote the little rebellion uh transcript or whatever.
3: Yeah, or the, the um uh, what do you call it? Manifest. Yeah. The manifest, or, yeah. yeah. I don't
1: even remember that. that was, was large.
3: so if you remember the at the end of the heist, whenever Cassian like hit the thruster, <clears throat> the credits, the big ass pile of credits crushed old dude. That scrawny kid in the middle, he's the one that wrote the original manifesto.
1: Oh, okay. I, re- I remember now. I remember yeah. now. I also like um, what's the mom's name? Marlene? Marva. Mar- Mar- Marlene.
2: Mar- Jesus Christ. Mar- <laughs> Marva.
1: <laughs> also like her speech that she kind of pre-recorded to like kick off yeah, the, that was good. the planet fight. To ignite that, the that rebellion good. out at uh, yeah. ferrets on Ferrox. Yeah. yeah. That,
2: was, that was, good. was good. She got him hyped.
1: Actually that that one might that one might be my favorite one. Just cause that one like that one felt really motivating because I knew that these people was like sick and tired of being bullied around. Mm-hmm. And yep. they just needed like that one spark to just make them go. Yeah. Yeah, she hit that. And the old, old boy tried to cover the robot up. Yeah, people weren't going for that.
3: No,
2: nope, yeah. not at
1: all. You know, silence our message.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's facts. That was a good one. Um my last one. What did y'all what y'all think of the droid B two emo? The red one? Yeah,
1: he's gonna whack. <laughs> I, he, they he was whack. They, they could have took him out. I was happy when he got peed on by that dog thing. He was whack. <laughs> Thanks. God damn. Yeah. He didn't have a lightsaber. should He was like a little bitch. No man. He's all like. He's taking R two D two. He no sure. <laughs> was a know, bitch. Know. Uh, yeah, you know? he didn't really do nothing but complain. He's like,
0: oh, where's Andor? Oh, well, where's Andor? Andor?
2: Was, think about it. Andor did him dirty. Andor didn't give him no, like... Andor, like, every time he saw him, hey, how's it going, b All right, I'm leaving. <laughs> I would <laughs> definitely say, <laughs> like...
1: Andor definitely of that dude. Yeah, he was an, an asshole, life. bro. He's <laughs> like, hey, I
2: saw you. Hey, I'm gonna ship you off on this ship. See ya. <laughs> Literally. Like, yeah, I'm like, damn. I thought he was cool. I thought it was like, first, I don't know if it's the first time. I'm sure there's plenty of other times, but it was cool to see like a droid have emotions and not be like just an informational, just an informational yeah, piece.
3: Yeah, the know? AI on that, I call it a trash can because it looked like a trash can. No, yeah. Well, trash can droid. It's, 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 that was interesting to see more emotion because you normally only see that from like those translator units like C-3PO.
1: You see emotion yeah. in
3: them, but
1: to see another one that can talk,
3: like that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I thought he was going to cry when he found out uh, Marlene di- uh, Marvel died. I mean, I really my, thought he was going to cry. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that,
2: that's rough. Cassian and yeah, I mean, he was he was cool. I like the look of him. I mean, he's not. It's still a lot better drawers out there, but
1: yeah. Also, I guess so. I think I understand this. The reason why people are able to understand multiple language. Isn't there something embedded in them? So, you know, when Andor and the other dude who kind of escaped the planet, oh, not the escape planet, escaped the jail, you know, they end up on that beach. How did they understand what those those two aliens were saying?
3: They're not American. Or oh, what did yep. I say?
1: Yeah, the, the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the
3: reason I say like, they're not American, uh, the going thing in the world is that only Americans speak one language. In the Star it Wars sucks. universe... Uh, Lutheran makes it a clear point that Cassian speaks multiple alien languages. So the fact that they can understand what they're saying on the beach, I think there's just a generic fact that a lot of people understand different languages. Like when you're around others, you have to like somehow try to find a way to communicate. Because if you notice in uh, the cantina scene, the iconic cantina scene with Han Solo, he's talking to another bounty hunter who's not speaking any type of English at all and understands him completely. So I, I think just people understand different languages. No, they don't understand everything. Now, if you notice the flashback scenes, because uh, I watch stuff with subtitles on the flashback Me scenes, too. you see Cassian as a kid. Yeah, those, there were no subtitles with that.
2: Yeah. That's
3: because that that group of people was a super rare, unheard of, unfound group of people. Their language is unknown to the rest of the world. That's why there was no translation. Oh, shit. I didn't even think, I didn't even think about that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah the subtitles
0: just said speaking foreign language. Great. Exactly. Continues no one knows. Language.
3: Only the people that speak that language know what that language is. So if Cassian is not speaking it, none of us know. <clears> and the people are gone because uh, I guess the re- Republic at the time came and wiped them all out after that crash. So it's a okay. dead language, technically.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know when they were on that beach, I was like, how do you understand what they're saying? And I, I don't know. I, I guess now when it comes to Star Wars, like, I just. Uh, Oh, and I was thinking of the thing in Plants. I was thinking of fucking Peter Quill. Yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Um, That'd be cool. So, uh, yeah, I guess they just yeah, they just speak multiple languages and they can understand what you know other alien creatures are saying. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, maybe traveling to different planets and whatnot. It makes sense. Yeah, you got to out there. Yeah. Thanks. I will say I want to address the colonization part. The the kidnapping—you're accusing Marva of. (laughs) <laughs> I'm
0: not a fan of that, bro. Brandon, okay. So tell me, okay, so, so, tell me so, something dude. Are you are you saying it was more like Sandra Bullock and the blind side? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I watched
2: Avid <laughs> Avid Elementary yesterday and I saw them. they made a joke about that. It was hilarious. Uh <clears throat> I don't think so. There were stormtroopers there. Like they was about to mark that kid.
3: Yeah, was drop, like, him nah. off, drop him off. Drop off somewhere else, like Clem said. Don't take him and jump into hyperspace. That's kidnapping. He don't. He, he, don't
1: know he don't even speak English. He don't speak English. What oh, future he is he gonna have?
3: Common, he doesn't speak the common tongue.
1: I say that. It's not yeah, English man. Come it's on now. It's the you common. Like a casual, bro. Talking about some English.
3: I'm saying, what, what,
2: what future is that kid gonna have on this planet? That's already the future he on? chooses
0: to make. Is this All a, to, is this a Yondu Peter Quill situation?
2: Uh, <laughs> that kind of kidnapping. Uh, uh, yeah, it wasn't like that. Basically, that's uh, kidnapping. That is kidnapping. That's the Thank same you. thing she did. Thank Thank you. That's You're the censor. same thing she did, though. No, she didn't. She didn't go she directly for him. Like Yondu was there, saw a random kid crying vulnerable about his mom, and scooped him up and took him off. Like
3: Marva well, saw got like, you know about the this kid. You know what? It's it's the exact same.
1: Because how'd she get him <laughs> into the
3: ship? Tell tell the audience how he how she got him
1: into the ship. <laughs> she had a piece of candy I was like hey want some candy no, scared she from drugged brother. that boy
3: she literally drugged that boy she said where is the uh what's that device called the sleeper the whatever anyway she grabbed him
2: drugged he wasn't him. gonna he
3: passed out and then she took him on the ship and, and that kidnapping i don't know
2: some kids <laughs> like what this what this smell, what's smell what's like <laughs> some kids don't understand what's best for them you got to do what you got to do to make sure their future is better in the long term his ass would have been.
3: I'd have dropped him off in the woods and went on about my way.
2: That's yeah. worse.
3: So, Steve, Sandra Bullock He's, and the he's from side. the woods. That's where he's from. The
2: woods. Bruh, the Empire was gone. <laughs> Fry that little ass planet. What do you mean? That shit would have been the first. Bruh, that would have been the first thing on the list. They'd have been like, oh, y'all remember that planet where we had stormtroopers get marked by some randoms? Yeah, let's, let's, let's test this out on that planet. <laughs>
1: Like, come that's, on, that's out on that planet, yeah. So, on, if I remember, so in the flashback, his sister died, right? If I remember, because I mean, I feel like it's not confirmed, it, I don't think.
3: Well, what happened it's, to his sister? It's, it's not confirmed that she died, he disappears. They tell her, they tell him to stop looking for his sister, everybody on that planet is dead, but that's not confirmed at all, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that'll so she see, could still I, be, I, alive. be a lot in season two, yeah. Season two,
1: yeah. His sister's a Jedi watch, they're gonna bring in the Jedis for season two. I hope not. Maybe
2: people like you will like it more. But yeah,
1: like, bro, this is the best Star Wars season came out.
2: Yeah, well, get up, bro.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Get up,
2: bro. Yeah, no, I'm I'm cool. I'm glad that we're expanding on some because Star Wars is too big. to just it's just like if Marvel was like, well, we ain't got Iron Man, we literally can't tell any other story. It's like, what? Like, you got all this other shit you can talk about. That, I mean, sure, it ain't got like superpowers and shit involved, but it's a lot of cool stuff involved with it, anyways. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, expand. No,
1: no, I, I definitely get it. Like, um, one of my favorite stories in Marvel, favorite stories of all time, probably the main antagonist doesn't have powers. He's just a regular reporter and he's just reporting on what he sees. And that, that's, that's my favorite story. Like, I'm, I, they need to turn that into, like, an actual, what is uh, this? like, series. It's the Marvels. So it's, it's basically the reporter is capturing what he sees in the Marvel oh, universe. about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. And he just captures what he sees in the Marvel universe. So he sees the beginning of the Fantastic Four. He sees Galactus comes to Earth for the first time. He sees mutants for the first time. He's just reporting on what he sees. And you see the entire history of Marvel through his eyes. And like I said, they need to turn that into like a, I would love to see that as a series, like a cartoon series, but yeah. You know so, you're old, you said a cartoon. I'm, I'm a man, an animated series,
2: right. <laughs> right. But no, you're right. Like, I feel like if they expanded more, I mean, I don't know how many characters they have that's like Andor, where you got like a, a large,
1: you know, history to pull from, but I guess you can just create it. So, what is the next Star Wars, you know, thing coming up? What do we have next?
0: Is it Ahsoka? Or, or is Disney taking a break?
1: Hell no! Nope. Disney don't know we know what a break is. I, I think, think it's so- a, is it Ahsoka,
2: Ahsoka, or Mando
1: three, season three. I would I would assume I would assume. Oh wait, wasn't there another one? Uh Bad Batch comes out
3: uh, next. So, they got Bad Batch season two coming out. And then the Please Mandalorian, the Mandalorian season three comes out next year as well. All right. Okay. And then you have so if you remember the awesome Star Wars Visions series, that season two is coming out as well.
1: I'm gonna check that one out. I, I enjoyed some of those. Is that anime? Different series.
3: Yes. There's someone there that is so think about um, think about it's a
1: it's an anthology series though, so every yeah. episode is different, has a different mm-hmm. art style and everything. So it's not necessarily like just anime. It's a it's, it's, uh, different art styles, but it's definitely anime.
3: Uh, that, like the uh, Netflix series, Love, Death, and Robots. Think about it like that. Yeah,
1: exactly like that. Good series, yeah. by the way.
3: Yeah, great series.
1: So, y'all ready to play the game right quick? Yeah. All right. All, All right. right. So, David and, you know, new listeners, we have a new game where we I have Rotten Tomatoes pulled up in front of me and the Gentlemen, we'll try to guess what the audience score is and what the critic score is. And we're just trying to, you know, closest to the hole. We'll try to see how that goes. So we will start with the critic score first. Spencer, what do you think the critic
0: score is? I'm going to guess that the critics went high. (laughs) So I'm thinking 94 Okay. Locked in 94. Brandon, what about you?
2: I agree. I think critics went higher on this. I'm going to go I'm going to go flat 90.
1: Flat 90. David? So, I've not seen anything
3: negative about this in any of my social media circles. So, I'm going to also go high. Um, you know what? Let's 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 go ballpark. Let's go 97. Let's go super high. Let's see almost 100 percent So we got
1: 94, 90, and 97? Yes, 97. The critic score is a certified fresh 96%. Damn. Okay. Yeah. That's legit. That, that's yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that's legit. That's that's yeah. And normally you can see how many like um reviews it is and everything. For some reason I let them see how many reviews um they did. But anyway, so now on to the audience score. Spencer, what do you think it is?
0: I even though David just said we haven't heard very many negative things about it, I feel like, like Brandon said, there were some people who were like, there was too much talking. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the audience. May have been more like an 88. 88 feels hot. 87. Mm, 87. 87, 87. Locked in?
1: Brandon?
2: I agree. I mean, obviously, I've laid out my theory before. Casuals, you know, this this wasn't for the casuals. This kind of will go over your head. You're not tuned in, you're not tapped in. So I'm going to go, I was going to go 86. I'm going to go 85.
1: Locked in at 85, David? Yep. Uh
3: I'm an enthusiast, so I can't use my own personal opinion, which would be in the high 90s, because that's not realistic.
1: Um, you know, I'll stick with the boys. I'll go flat 80. So we had Spencer World yours? 87. Yep. 87, 85, you said 80, David? Yep, flat eighty. With an average audience score, we are sitting at an 85. Let's go! Right, Good on, job, the right on the money. Right on the I won money. last
2: week.
0: Last week I, I feel like I won with Black Panther too. Let's go! You did, you did. Because I, I think that I, I, I assumed it was a situation where people who didn't like it didn't hate it. Right. They were just like, eh, it wasn't lightsabers and. Yeah. Uh this force. is different. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. the force. I want to see the force. I could see
2: like a 45-year-old dude, white dude, well, I don't know white dude. But Oh, year old dude. Brandon.
0: No, film no. No. Yeah.
2: yeah. Talk go ahead. Go yeah, up, let's just do, do it. it. it remember y'all. this is it's the lead. 45, yeah, it's a 45-year-old white dude sitting on his couch, he watched, you know, the old Star Wars with his dad or some shit and was like all right, so this ain't my Star Wars. My Star, where's the Jedi? Where's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where's that makes sense. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, those people are not going to rate this as high. Where I feel like younger people are going to be like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? This is new to me anyways. Or newer. Um, and it explains literally everything. The groundswell of it all. So yeah, I, I don't understand it. But I mean, either way, eighty five is good, but we all know
1: you know, it's better than that. Yeah, I actually thought it would be like an 87s. I, I really did. You know what's crazy? I just looked up The Mandalorian and that thing is sitting at a 93 for the critic and a 92 for the audience.
2: A 45 be, year like old white said, guy. Beautiful <laughs> cinematography
1: will do that
3: to you. Beautiful you see? cinematography would do that to you. And that's <laughs> what The Mandalorian has.
1: It is He's beautiful. Brandon mentioned it in his uh recap. That scene with the eye of the, ti- the eye of the storm or eye of the tiger, Bruh. whatever it was, that was Aldani, yeah, yeah, Aldani, <coughs> that, was, that was that was a nice little scene, absolutely right beautiful. That
2: shit was dope. And then oh, like, I, I, I,
1: go ahead. I'll I say I had no idea what to expect. Like I didn't know what was going on. They said, everybody just talk, kept talking about like, yeah, you want to be up there and see it. Like you want to be up there and see that you don't want to miss that. And like when the when the black dude was like, you two are gonna be scrubbing this ship. And they was like, oh, well, come on, man. We, like, we really want to see it. And all they was like, all right, you can go see it. I was like, what are we about to see? Like,
2: what right. is it? They hyped it. They hyped it up. And it, it delivered. I, I was, I was, I loved how, like, they made it to where Andor, you know, obviously was the only guy who could, you know, make that flight through all that shit and he was doing it like the old school way. Um, yeah. That was really cool. But yeah, you're right. Like, that was the most beautiful. I guess we could ask, what's y'all's favorite episode?
1: Ooh, in the visual
2: episode? Mine is that, I think it's six, the heist.
3: Like when the actual right. heist happens. Yeah, I sounds about right. Uh, you know, I could, I could agree with that. The actual heist where multiple characters die and they escape and all that because of the, the scenery, the piloting, the conversation that's happening. Yeah, I, I go with the heist.
1: Yeah. Is, isn't that still within the same episode where that kid who got hit by that, uh, hit by all the stuff? Isn't that still the same scene where they announced like he's dead and the other dude tried to betray andor, yes, and to, that, yes, that's, that's all scene. of that in there? So yeah. you get to
3: see the true loyalties of Cassian because he was like, Yeah, what are you that doing? Might,
1: yeah. About? yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That that was still a really great episode. What about yeah. your brother?
3: I don't have a brother,
1: but oh, <laughs> yeah, that was cold. Bro. He gave him this whole story about his brother, and he's like, oh, I, I don't have a brother. Yeah, and he was
2: snitching on him to the other groups of the other
3: heist group. He was
1: like, Jack oh, and his attitude.
3: Kyber Crystal and
2: everything. Yeah,
1: like, come on, man. Yeah, he straight he's tra- murked that boy. Yeah. Hey, man, one thing about Andor, yeah, he'll pull that trigger. He'll pull that man, trigger. Let it, he let that
2: thing burn out early.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But that cop, we, could, but. we could make up a story together. No loose ends. <laughs> Put no the t-shirt. Loose ends. Put I the t-shirt.
1: I think I might have missed mention this the last time we talked stores. I think this is always such a bug to me. But the the laser guns, oh, I don't know why I call them laser guns. The uh, what? What,
0: what, what, Yeah, the blasters. How do they not go through people? Depends like, on what the section is. Yeah, so they have different settings, don't they?
3: Yep. You can send them to stun. Uh, High damage, low damage. You can have them to where they hit like pellet guns and like bounce off, not bounce off you, but like knock you back and don't penetrate. Like okay, so the scene
1: where they're in the prison, everybody's getting shot. Would you think that their blasters are turned up or no? Uh,
3: Because they're a factory labor camp, I would say no, because their labor, the prisoners, is their money. So no prisoners, no machinery, no machinery, no money, and then you're in trouble. So. I would say they'd rather shoot to maim than to shoot to kill.
1: Okay. It's like I kept seeing people, you know, get shot up close. I mean, mm-hmm. Cass clearly shoots that dude pretty close. In the up. head. Yeah. Yeah. Then all you see is just like a black mark on them. I'm like, how does this not go through them? I mean, I understand obviously it's not gonna be
0: rated R going through people. Yeah, I was gonna say you want to see a hole in somebody's head. <laughs> I mean, I, kind, technically, kinda. technically that's what it
3: should have been, really. I'm not mad at the comic because uh yeah, we have definitely seen uh, clone troopers in the first and second and third movie take shots That's and go goes straight through them and they got armor armor on. Right.
1: Yeah. sure. I will say
3: uh, it
2: was a cool part to see the laborers, the stuff that the laborers were working on is what they showed, you know, being part of the Death Star. Is that what that created. was? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Parts and pieces. Was that an end credit? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You oh, go back okay. and check it out.
1: It pretty yeah, much no, focuses
2: in on that. Thing they were building when they were in the labor
1: camps or whatever. Okay, yeah, I need to check that. Yeah, I had no idea what they were even building the whole time. Yeah. So. It's pretty
2: dope. Um, but yeah, I I need to go back and watch Rogue One. I I remember watching the first time, bro, and I, and I saw that ending. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, cause you just don't see movies end like that.
3: No, you
1: don't. Everybody, everybody died.
2: Yeah, I was just like, "Oh, that's wild."
1: yeah so um anything else that's it show of the year baby yeah i don't know about show of the year but i mean <laughs> it's
0: cool Chris, uh, you
3: got anything else
0: now uh i i don't think so um there's nothing i can think of there's nothing that's coming to me um I'm sure that later on we'll have an episode where we discuss all of 2022 and I'll ask my questions about like other things then. Yeah, I do. I'll say I want to shout
2: out the lady who played Deirdre. She was dope. Uh-huh. Did a really good job. Uh, ISB, and ISB. I was low-key rooting for her, kind of. Uh Shout out to Mom Mothma. She's obviously new. Obviously in She played that really well. Uh, Yeah, I thought overall the cast, whoever the casting director was, (laughs) was on fire. Uh, But yeah, last thoughts. I thought they did a great job.
0: Cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. Uh, Socials? Yeah,
1: you know, you will find us on the Twitterverse. You can find us at the LMG podcast. You can also join our new facebook group um i mean we're we're in in the conversations we're in there every day and they're talking yeah facebook you reach group out going. to us yeah you want to reach uh, out to us
0: there you want to see our true thoughts yeah it's it's looking like brandon's gonna have like a like a question of the day i mean you know whatever comes to the mind you know what i mean whatever the force sends me
1: whatever the force sends me yeah that's that was that was whack let's not say that again uh um, you're a asshole. Uh. <laughs> find us on the YouTube, uh, the League of Melanated Gentlemen. Um, also, you know, we thank David for joining us again. Yeah, uh, for sure. always a pleasure. Pleasure speaking with David. Always, my guys. So with that being said,
0: we're never duplicated. Always appreciate it. And forever melanated.